right, guys. Welcome back. Week 18 of the Morning Skate, episode 241. Big Zero fans in here right now. We love that. I don't know if this is working. Fingers crossed it is. Uh, you got your host, Ked, here. I'm with my buddy, Brownie. We do this every week. We do interviews. On and on we go. Brownie, how's everything going, buddy? Good, good. We are live on the interwebs. We don't know if anyone's maybe. watching or maybe everyone's watching. We don't know. I mean, this yeah. could be an NSA camera right on us right now. We have no idea. We could. I just, I'm, I'm terrified to like look because the moment I look, all the internet in my apartment's gonna go out and it's gonna be like, nah, it ain't working. But we'll, we'll see how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got 15 people in here. Perfect. All right. Well, what's that? What's that zero up at the top there? I don't know. We we ignore that. But on Twitter right now, we have 15. <laughs> oh, we got two now. All right. Well, yeah, we're really alive and cooking. But thanks guys for tuning in. Again, we do this uh, this hockey show every week. We're just two washed up beer leaguers who love hockey. We love the game. Um, but yeah, so if you've never listened to us before, we break down pretty much everything we fucked up last week with our Mia Culpas, and then we get into NHL in the news. Uh, and then just as we go on, Rangers Bruins talk on and on and on. Dump Brownie, how was, how was your week this week? You have a good week, dude? My week was good. Um, what did I do? I just worked, and I watched a lot of uh, Northeastern women's hockey who are, we'll get to them later, who are on their way to their, uh, playing for their attempted fifth consecutive Hockey East crown, which is ridiculous if you think about it. But like I said, we'll talk about them later. Um, yeah, I was almost late for this because I was telling you briefly before, uh, I live in a small town here, and uh, a woman that I is a customer of mine had a, a chicken issue. I'm in one of these chicken groups online. And she put out like an SOS. She didn't know how to get her chicken home. It was out late and the door shut. Wait, wait, shut the fuck up. So I thought you meant like you had to help somebody like cook chicken. You're you're like no. in a in a live, like, hey, we have chickens, hear me roar kind of thing. Well, I have chickens. <laughs> I, have, I have 10 chickens out back. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know I had chickens? Yeah, we have yeah. chickens. I would tell you all their names, but I don't remember them because my daughter named them all. Wait, was one of them Kush? Yes, Kush just recently. Okay, died. so I knew that you had chicken. Yeah. R.I.P. Kush. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's so, just hop into it. Yeah, let's hop in. Right. We don't need to talk about the chicken. Yeah, Mia Culpas. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpas with Ked and Brownie. God, I love her. Um, Mia Culpa. If you've never listened to this, Mia Culpa, again, it's just pretty much all of our fuck-ups from last week. So it's just Brownie, a fancy way. Yeah, so this, this is kind of your segment. So why, why don't you take this right. away and let, let me know how we uh, – Seward something last week. <laughs> so last week, it was this this one was mine. We were talking about uh soccer. I don't know why the hell we were talking about soccer players. Oh, I remember because the women's soccer team finally won their lawsuit to get paid compensated yeah. equally as the men's, even though they're way better. Yes. Um, and I mentioned to you and how that there was a uh a guy, uh, a soccer player that signed with the Jets. And I couldn't remember his name. His name is Tony Miola, he was a native New Jersey. And he was signed by the Jets after the U.S. World Cup run. And uh, he was very erratic and not as good as they had hoped. And he lasted three preseason games. But shout out to him wherever he is. Never would have known it. Who who are nope. we? Wow, God, what the hell is that one guy's name? He's always – we're going to have another media couple. We, we talked about the uh, – Lexi Lawless. That's who. Yeah, that's yeah, who. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the character on The Office that we couldn't remember that Idris Elba played was Charles Minor. Charles Minor was the full name there. Okay. Uh, the Pedro Martinez's uh, little buddy in the 2004 Red Sox run, his name was Nelson De La Rosa, and he was, quote-unquote, Pedro's good luck charm during the 2004 Red Sox World Series run. The actor was listed at 28 inches tall 
and was one of 100 people in the world that suffered from a genetic, uh, a genetic syndrome, MOPD2, which, uh, should I even try this? Don't even try it, dude. <laughs> no, I, I think I got it, which okay. stands for microcephalic osteodysplastic primordial dwarfism type 2. Fair Nailed enough. It, I think. Uh, he passed away from heart failure in 2006 at 38 years old. So RIP. And then the last one, we were talking about um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I think, who plays WandaVision. Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, right? Is that Elizabeth? I have no idea yeah. who that is, for sure. From the Avengers. The witch one, the red. Do you, yeah. I, I just know that. Oh, God. I'm Keep going. Okay. But anyways, and you were like, oh, her sister's on Always Sunny. And I don't know if I said that. Well, you said something like that. They related. Okay. The girl on on Always Sunny is not related, and her name is Caitlin Olson. And the Bruins are up one nothing on Vegas. Okay, all right. So, so again, we do this every week when we kind of fuck shit up. Uh, Mia Culpa's shout out to the Mia Culpa wherever you are. I'm hoping you're having a oh, great day. Craig Smith with a drag snap wrist shot over the blocker on Leonard. More Bruins talk. All right, any shot on the news? Let's kind of get into hockey now. Good. All right, NHL in the news time. We're going to start off. I mean, it's been quite the crazy week. We finally had Hal come back from uh, from the dead, and as he's on the podcast, uh, World War pretty much breaks out. Uh, shout out to Hal. I guess that's the morning skate difference. But Blame uh, yeah, so there's a whole lot of shit going on. I don't I don't know if we're going to get truly like into the whole political side of it, but more or less into Hopefully the whole not. Hockey, yeah, more or less into the hockey realm. Uh, the national and how it hockey... into the hockey. World. Yeah. So yeah. the NHL came out and they said the National Hockey League condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine and urges a peaceful resolution as quickly as possible. Effective immediately, we are suspending our relationships with our business partners in Russia, and we are pausing our Russian language, social, and digital media sites. In addition, we are discontinuing any consideration of Russia as a location for any future competitions involving the NHL. We also remain concerned on the well-being of players from Russia who play in the. Uh, in the NHL on behalf of their NHL clubs and not on behalf of Russia, we understand that uh, them and their families are being placed in an extremely difficult position. Shout out to the NHL for suspending their digital sites. Uh, I, they they had they had I mean, to come what are they out. What going to do really? You know, yeah, they I had mean, to come out. They had to come out and say something. They had to do um, something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember the Rangers were playing the Capitals, and Ovechkin was kind of like they didn't really allow him to say anything right away. I don't know what I just that remember was. Something. I just remembered something. Do you remember, I think it was two weeks ago when the KHL said, Hey, we're jumping straight from the COVID shutdowns to the playoffs. Yep. I went down a fucking wormhole about this and someone had the theory that that was Putin telling them what he was going to do ahead of time. So the KHL was like, let's just make our playoffs. We can make as much money as we can before this whole thing gets shut down. So ninth grade language arts, me, that's, uh, they call it foreshadowing. Nice you work, that? buddy. Yeah, Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Good first shift. Now I'm getting out right off the fucking ice. Uh, <laughs> the IHF council has suspended all Russian and Belarusian, Belarusian, it's Belarusian or Belarusian. Bel- I'm going to go Jin, Belarusian, Jin, yeah. uh, national and club teams from I. IHF competitions still further notice and withdrew the hosting rights of the 2023 world juniors in Russia, FIFA and UEFA also suspended the Russian clubs and national teams from all competitions. So people are just kind of saying, Hey, Russia piss off. Well, what, uh, they're, what I think they're doing is they're trying to put pressure on Russia where 
they'll feel it the most because of their pride in their hockey players and their athletes. That's cool. But I think at the end of the day, they should probably understand that like canceling a couple tournaments isn't going to have poo and pull people out of Russia. You know what Most I mean? Likely like, not, but they, yeah, it's a step, right? It's a step. It's, yeah. it's, it's all that they can do. I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Wayne Gretzky. It's not about punishing Russian kids. What about Ukrainian kids that are being killed? We shouldn't compete against Russia right now while they're at war with an innocent country. Uh, I think international hockey should say we're not going to let Russia play in the World Junior Hockey Tournament. I think we go to, as Canadians, take that stance since the games are going to be played in Edmonton. Again, just another thing where it's like, you know what? Like, if you guys are being assholes, then... Listen, it's, it's, whatever Wayne Gretzky talks, that carries a lot of weight. In, yeah, and also whatever you know. Wayne Gretzky says should go. Because, like... Yeah, for hockey. You know I mean? For hockey, right? For hockey. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he, he's essentially the president of hockey, so it's like... Yeah, you can make that argument. I think so. That's a pretty cool title. Right? What do you do? I'm the president of hockey for the NHL, yeah. no for the world. Hockey, have you ever heard of it? I put it on the map. Uh, <laughs> KHL, the Council of Dynamo Riga has decided to withdraw from all their KHL structures. Also, Holinsky Joker have quit the KHL altogether. Uh, and then you kind of mentioned yeah. you know, this foreshadowing. The CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, will hold an executive call on Wednesday to discuss the rush situation. This was this Wednesday, so I'm sure it probably already happened. There's some speculation CHL may ban Russian and Belarusian players from the import draft, but I'm told nothing has been decided yet. <coughs> CCM, they're stopping uh, using Ovechkin and Russian players in their global marketing. Uh, although Mr. Ovechkin is now responsible for the Russian government's actions, we took the decision to not use him or any Russian player on any global CCM communication at this point. I, I love how they were like, we are not using Alex Vetchkin or any other Russian player. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. came out strong and then they're like, wait, 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 we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Dominic Koshik, quite the hot take on this guy. Uh, he went hard at Ovechkin after the statement. He called Ovi and, oh boy, an ableist. Nailed it. A chicken yep. shit, but also a liar. Every adult in Europe knows well that Putin is a mad killer and that Russia is waging an offensive war against free people and it's, uh, Gets free country and its people. He went on to say that he thinks that the NHL should kind of take away the, the Russian players' salaries, and if they yeah. don't, all the dead people in Ukraine is it's as much on the NHL as it is on anybody else. He went like he went in hard. He went scored first. If he had stopped after about halfway through his statement, it would have been a lot more impactful. Yeah, if he just called a veteran, I mean, he was pick- he was. I mean, he's a Czech guy, <laughs> so you can compare Russia to like a lot of Europe, like what England did to the British empire. England is British. No, but what I'm saying is like the way Britain treat the way England treated like Ireland and Scotland and India, right. When they were, they were awful and the way they treat, look at America. Right. So I think that his Czech, him being a Czech native is probably what fired him up for that. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and I don't know. I'm not Czech, so who am I to like say is this is right or wrong? And maybe maybe everybody in Czech is like fucking a right, Hoshik. But yeah. myself as an American, thought that was a little aggressive. Um, Akim Alu, praying for my motherland, Ukraine, and all its people. It's where my brother and mother were born, where I spent a decade as a child, where I have friends in my family. My 90 year old Gramps, who thankfully got out in time, is next to me in shock. Lawful invasion must end. Uh, <coughs> Winnipeg, they invited the Husli Ukrainian male chorus to sing both the Canadian and Ukrainian national anthems prior to the Tuesday game in Montreal. EA Sports. Ready for this? EA Sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. I thought I, do, I don't do it bad. Uh, no, they're to remove all Russian national teams from all their products. EA Sports stands in solidarity with the Ukrainian people. And like so many voices across the world, the football calls for peace and the end of the invasion in Ukraine. In regards to NHL 22, 
Following the IHF's suspension of all Russian, Belarusian, national, and club teams from the competition, we will be removing these teams from NHL 22 in the coming weeks. We stand with the people of Ukraine and join the voices around the world calling for peace. And then lastly, Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich announces he's ready to sell Chelsea Football Club. It pains me to part with the club in this manner. However, I do believe this is the best interest of the club. Now, I actually got a lot of shit not that long ago. I play a lot of Call of Duty uh, with a couple of my buddies that night. Shout out to Will Critcher. He told me to shout him out. Um, so I got a lot of shit because I had no idea what an oligarch was. And so I was just going to say, the only word, the only time the word oligarch is used is right after the word Russian. Yeah. I don't think okay. it's used anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm talking to Critch and my boy Thorpe about this and they're like making fun of me. Like you're, you're a fucking numbskull for not knowing what this is. And I'm like, buddy, you go to, I would say hundred percent of the American population. You're like, Hey, what's an oligarch? I don't think many would have a fucking clue what that was. But I bet you you put it in context and said, what's a Russian oligarch? I think then you're kind of like somebody who's powerful and has money. Yeah, you're saying, well, someone who's, I think, doesn't it also mean like, like, like slightly sketch too? Yeah, but, but I think you, I think you're right with context too, because if you're like, oh, wow, the, we have an oligarch coming in, the weather's not looking great. You could say that that's a bad cloud. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you're an it's idiot. All Your friends are right. No way, dude. There's well, no, no way. It could be. It could be anything. <laughs> oh, like you go, you go to pick up your truck at the shop, and he's like, "Oh, we had to, we had to replace the oligarch." See, I got exactly <laughs> right. I, I needed to get a, a what a, a headlight fluid or like something along those lines. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am kind of dumb though. So, but let's kind but, of but I will say. If you had to pick, like, the president of hockey, period, is a pretty good title. I, I I mean, we could get in trouble for this, but oligarch sounds kind of cool. I don't know if it's always bad. Like, could you be a beneficial oligarch? An oligarch could be just a badass wizard in Harry Potter. We should have probably looked this up before right? we started this. Like, yeah. Draco Malfoy is an oligarch. That's He's bad, though. I know. It doesn't have a positive connotation to it, but, like, it could, could, we, could, a... could we? Should we take the name back? I don't know, man. <laughs> we're just on a well i i, wish I think we should probably stop <laughs> yeah we're gonna move on uh, yeah, well, uh, hey let's lighten it up and go to fucking chicago yeah Easy right yeah here. well right. yeah but at least it's not good and bad chicago this actually chicago. i bet you what's his name rocky Wirtz. he's a fucking american oligarch so is an american oligarch is an oligarch somebody who hangs out with that weinstein guy is that like an oligarch no 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 or epstein that's a, that's, that's a that's a predator um, He's a predator, no, but the people who are on his plane would that be like an oligarch? No, I think oligarch has to do with money. I, they all are wealthy. We want. I, we, they I, gotta, we I, I mean, I think like 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 billionaire wealth. <laughs> yeah, and people who are on that plane were billionaires. Were they all? I think most of them. I'll tell you why. I wasn't on his plane, and I don't make oh, shit. Yeah. I just looked it up. An oligarch is a ruler. Oh, fuck you. It's a ruler in an oligarchy. I mean, that's just lazy. That's, that is that's lazy. lazy. <laughs> so then for number two, it says, especially in Russia, a very rich business leader with a great deal of political influence. Yeah. So I think we're both right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they've named Kyle Davidson the 10th general manager in franchise history. Chicago's pumping their own tires as finding the right person to turn around the franchise, holding interviews with a variety of qualified candidates across many different fields. They end up just promoting uh, from within as Davidson worked under Bowman and joined the organization in 2010. I saw that they're going to kind of bring in Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and like be completely transparent as to what their plans are moving forward. 
It's not the worst. It looks like it, we're kind of oh, going in Dave, the Dave's to the Bruins for a second on second line Dave, center. Dave, I mean, he, there's already rumors about him going to the Rangers, man. That's, that's how it is. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Tira, Tira Bossi? After the uh, Blackhawks broadcast, oh, yeah, they claim that Seth and Caleb Jones are the first set of siblings to be teammates in NHL history. Forgot about that draft with Henrik and uh, Henrik and Sidian <laughs> yeah. Brothers. What the hell who's, is the other? Who's who's on the Blackhawks Daniel. broadcast that might have said that? Who's got a history of being a fucking moron on yeah, that hey, TV? Hey, hey, nice. That that's just that's Boston bias right there. Fuck him. <laughs> he, I guarantee it was Eddie Olchek that said that. Uh, we'll figure it out. I bet my all all my <laughs> oligarchy money that that was Olchek who said that. I have zero oligarchy money. <laughs> that's uh, why I'm going to risk it. Stick taps to Corey Perry and Zach Parise. Uh, They both scored their 400th NHL goals last week. That can't be right. They both have 400 goals. Yeah. Wow. That's Corey Perry. Corey Perry for sure. Hall of Fame. Surprise! Zach Parise has that many goals. Uh, Is that automatic Hall of Fame 400? They both have cups, right? Does Parise with the doubles? Oh, right, right, right. And Corey Perry does with the Ducks. Wait, did he win a cup with the Devils? Parise won a cup. They lost to the Kings. Yeah, I don't know if Parisi does. All right, well, oh, there there's, a, there's a next and, mea culpa. Right, this yeah. is how it happens in live time. <laughs> yeah, our brains start crying. Uh, keeping with stick taps, Daniel Chara breaks Chris Chelios' record for most games played by an NHL defenseman, sixteen fifty-two. He ends up getting a fight with Jeff Reveal during that game. Uh, they interviewed Chris Chelios about it. Chara flew out uh, Chelios and his wife on his own dime to go watch the game. I thought that was hey, pretty cool. Man. Uh, in the fight, Chara's necklace broke did you see that oh no I didn't see that. how pissed do you i'm well they have a lot more money than i do yeah. whenever i break my necklace i'm like son of a bitch yeah i i don't know i mean <laughs> is it one of those things like he never takes it off is that way wears it for hockey he must right yeah that, that would be my guess um well all right let me let me ask you this if chara has a pendant on his chain yeah that's like as big as your fist yeah what would you guess it is a bull. Like in your mind's eye, what would it be? A bull. A bull? Yeah, with the horns. That's pretty close. What I was thinking. Well, what do you? Got? I have no idea what it is. I was thinking like a giant boar's head. Yeah, just like something big... fucking nails, dude. Where if yeah. you see it, if if you ever get close enough to see it, you know you're in danger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Did you see the thing with him and Milbury? Did you hear about this? No. Oh, I don't remember where I read this, but Chara, when they were when Milbury was talking to him about getting drafted, or or talking to him about possibly drafting him way back when Milbury was running the Islanders into the ground, mm-hmm. um, he uh, he asked him. He's like, "Oh, do you fight?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I don't have to fight a lot." And he's like, "Well, you should." And Chara's like, "People don't want to fight me after they fight me." Like a Drago type moment. Yeah, it was pretty That's cool. Nice. I don't remember the exact quote. There's another me a couple. I'll look it up for next week. How cool would it be to be that tough where you say that shit and it's like, okay. Yeah. Maybe well, one day. I could say that stuff without being tough. Speaking <laughs> of really tough guys, quite the segue, Ked, going to Winnipeg. Uh, Mark Shifley. Answered the segue. Nice <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm clicking. Take yep. the tape right now. Yep. Uh, Mark Shifley. Wow. Never mind. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, he had to fight Chris Weidman. If you guys remember last year in the playoffs, he just lit up uh, Jake Evans like bad. Um, Evans was like interviewed before. He's like, hey, we ended up winning. That's how I got, you know, my redemption. But Chris Weidman goes out and fights him, wins the fight. Shifley gets up and starts pumping up the crowd. It was kind of a weird thing. Like, oh, well, yeah. They were at Winnipeg. 
cool, but you don't pump up a crowd unless like you get a decisive win, right? I agree, but Winnipeg, dude, the Winnipeg fans in that barn is literally like a pack of rabid dogs. And all you have to do is motion to them in the slightest, and they go bizarre, bizarro. And Shifley doesn't fight, so he was like, I did what I was supposed to do. Shout out to Chris Weidman, who wasn't even on the team when the hit on uh, Evans happened. You know? What's it What's it called when you have somebody and you just kind of shun them away? Exonerated? Like brush, not exonerated. Like a brush? I'm, I'm talking about Tim Peel. You know how Tim Peel was kind of like shunned away from refing in the NHL? Because he, he came out and said that Mark Shifley was like a disrespectful dude. And this and this and this and that about this really? guy. Yeah, following. Kind He's of like ostracized. a weird thing. How about that? Ostracized. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. okay. We're clicking. Big words. Big words for the pod today. Um, more on Winnipeg. Yeah, listen. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, don't expect those type of words every week. We're showing off hardcore right now. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday versus Montreal. The Jets are the first NHL team. Uh, first team in NHL history to blow a four-plus goal lead and still end up winning by four-plus goals. They're also the first team to ever score four-plus straight goals, allow four-plus straight goals, and then score four-plus straight goals again. And you know what? It was Bobby Orr's birthday. This fucking sports No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, not again. I was telling the guys at work today about the Kevin Fiala 222 thing, and they were like, oh, my God. It was like Ilya Brzezgalov explaining the galaxy. They couldn't believe it. (laughs) They're like, we are in the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Vegas. Peter DeBoer gets his uh, 500th win. ready for this? Go ahead. Now tied with Toe Blake for 27th all time. Ked, take a shot at top five coaches and wins. I have the top five written down. Uh, all right. I'm going to get two. I have them written hidden in my Bruins notes on the dock so you couldn't see it because I knew you wouldn't look at the Bruins notes. I'll get two. All right. Go ahead. Al Arbor. That's the one you got? Scotty Bowman. So that's first and fifth. Bowman and Arbor. Um, shit, dude. Who was, who was the Philadelphia Flyers coach who passed away from cancer in like early two thousands? Wasn't him? Pat Quinn? Burns. You thinking of? You thinking of no, Pat Burns, but, right? Well, that's a different guy. Is Burns on there? No. Who'd you say? I got, I got, I got Arbor Bowman. There's no way Keenan's top five. No. These have, are they older coaches or are they like kind of newer type? One still coaches. I think two still coach. Still coach. I believe so. Uh, shit, dude. Boudreaux? No. Vigneault? Nope. Fuck Vigneault. He's not in the top five. Barry Trotz? Trotz. Trotz is third. Okay. That's all I got. Joe Quinville is number two. Ah, yep. And Hitch. Hitch, (laughs) Hitchcock, number four. Isn't Hitchcock still coaching? He is, right? Wasn't he like an assistant or something now? I think he's involved in the game somehow. Yeah. Another Mia culpa. Shout out to my brain knowing Al Arbor, though, huh? Yeah, dude, that's the one I'm like, you'll never get that. That's Islanders guy. Yeah, but still, I know you. Well, that's you hate watch. So wait, so who's number? Is Scotty Bowman number one? Yeah, oh, by a huge margin. So I thought Arbor was first up. There I am. Um, There you go, buddy. (laughs) Calgary, having gone 9-1 in their last 10 games, they've hired Bob Murray as a scout. <clears throat> Murray stepped down from his GM role with Anaheim earlier this season to address his issues with alcohol. He has a long-standing relationship with Brad Tree Living and Daryl Sutter. Uh, Tyler, Tuf- Tyler Toffoli also seven points in seven games. Calgary Flames, man. Keep the change, Tyler Toffoli. If, if, if the Rangers don't win the Cup, I'm, go- I'm cool with the. I just love their jerseys and everything that they do in Calgary. Calgary's my Western Conference team, man. 
they're, they're just they're a fun team to watch, and they're just a hockey team. They have it all. They have high end skill. They have guys who battle. They have little shit disturbers. They got great goaltending, and they got a coach who's just a dick. Like, Dude, it, they got defensemen awesome. that could just wheel too. Yeah, they're yeah. A really, really, really good team. Nice to see it. Johnny Udrow contract year. Let's see if it pays yep. off. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Colorado. Nathan McKinnon set a new single game franchise record with 14 shots on goal in 22-13 uh, against Winnipeg Friday night. Columbus or Colorado got the win, 6-3. McKinnon with two goals. Uh, they're the first team to hit 40 wins on the season when they beat the Islanders Tuesday, 5-3. to Did you see that goal that he had against the Islanders where he put it between Anders Lee's legs? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Anders Lee, not, not a very good player, right? I mean, it's that's the thing. When these guys, when these guys dummy another – all-star caliber player right. it's like what the fuck yeah, it's not, it's not like, yeah. like if nate mckinnon showed up to either one of our beer league games and dragged everybody you'd be like oh that makes sense you know or when you watch like when you watch someone who's like a like a third pairing defenseman or a fourth liner and you're like oh this guy can't skate and then they show up at a regular rink and you're like oh my god yeah, so when nate like- mckinnon's doing this stuff to top players in the league it's like jesus christ buddy yeah it's not like he's toe dragging like rafi diaz (laughs) you know what i mean uh and then jack johnson played his 1000th career game with nearly 15 years in the nhl kings blue jackets pittsburgh everybody remembers him on the new york rangers not and uh the colorado avalanche good for him a thousand games Jack Johnson is a great story because of what happened to him. I mean, it's horrible. This is the guy who had his parents like run his money and then they just bankrupted him. His parents stole all his money for like his first like eight or nine years of his career. I don't know if they stole it or whatever. It's, It's semantics. They blew it. Right. And he had to build it back. Crosby was instrumental because they were boys bringing him on, getting, uh, getting convincing Pittsburgh to bring him on and rejuvenate his career so he could sign another ticket. So good for him. Good for him. Uh, Toronto, Detroit last Saturday played the highest scoring game of the 21st century. Toronto won 10 to seven. Mitch Marner led the way four, two and six. Michael Bunting won four and five. Austin Matthews won three and four. Jack Campbell led in five before being pulled for Peter Mrazek, who led in another two. They combined for seven goals against in the victory. Stop, stop right there for a second. So Campbell Campbell lets in five, gets yanked, and then Mrazic lets in another two, and they win. <laughs> you know, this is strange. Insane. This is like beer league. It was a beer yeah, league. Hundred percent. Thousand like it, beer league with multiple goalies. It's it was insane. Uh Philip Ronick led the way with one, three, and four for the wings. Alex Nadelkovich. Whoo! Nice know, one, tonight. kid. Uh was in that. First six goals against poor yielding to Thomas Grice, who led in four. Fun game to watch, probably, yeah. I would imagine. Hope you like, be over, you know? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, and, the, and then the Leafs beat the Caps on Monday. Oh, yeah, Tom Wilson going after John Tavares. Lays him out, and JT just gets up and skates away. It's like. Not only did he lay him out, it was like uh, he hit him like three times on the way. It was like a speed bag, but he was holding his stick. He was just rolling his wrists right in Tavares's face. <laughs> I think, I think John Tavares would be like the perfect assistant captain. That's the vibe that I get from him. Yeah, yeah, but who are you going to make the captain up there? No, I'm just saying in general. I guess Austin Matthews. Oh, we, we've already been over that. <clears throat> Although there was a stat that he had like 77 goals in his last 100 games or some shit like that. It's pretty good. Great. How many penalty kill minutes? Just saying, it's pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, he's a great, great yeah. offensive player. But remember, Ovechkin and the Capitals did not win a cup until Ovechkin started playing a 200-foot game. That's what you need from your leader. 
Yeah. I mean, if you we're on Matthews, you'd be on that way about McDavid too. Shout out to Tortorella. <laughs> McDavid, McDavid plays the whole rank. Women's hockey, Brownie. <laughs> women's hockey. All right, uh, Spada came out. Expect a new women's pro hockey league to begin later this year. The PWHPA led league will feature Olympians, other top players, major brands, networks are partnering. There will be strong support from selects NHL teams. Exciting time for the game. My only issue is we hear about this every year. So hopefully well, this, this one works. Is this is this in competition with the Premier Hockey Federation? That's what I'm saying. Like until it happens, I'm like, just not buying. It. I, like let's make the let's make the the hockey the is am I saying it right? is the Premier Hockey Federation? I think that's the one that used to be the PWHL. And they rebranded. So okay. why are we not why why don't they work together? Like the NHL, you got to be up and running before you bring in the WHL. You know what I mean? They do this all the time. Yeah, I hope it works. Listen, the girls' game, the women's game, sorry, is is a good game to watch. And for anyone who has kids, like my daughter, she is not asked to go to a Boston Bruins game. She asked to go to a Northeastern Huskies game. Makes a difference. Yeah, no, it definitely does. So, I, I mean, we can hope that it goes the right way, but again. Yeah, for sure. We will see the rivalry match. You mentioned this earlier. Uh, March 12th, Canada, USA play at 4 p.m. in Pittsburgh. The rosters were announced Wednesday on TSN. <clears throat> They'll be broadcast locally uh, in Pittsburgh on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh and through Canada on Sportsnet 1. This is the other thing. Like, put this fucking game on NBC. Like, put it on ESPN. This is a big game. It's a rematch of the Olympics. This is the two teams that hate each other, that everybody wants to see, the premier players in the women's game outside of NCAA players, right? I'm just going to say it, and I'm probably going to get flack. It's going to be a joke until they stop making it look like a joke. You need to go all in for this to work. And if they go all in, it will work. We just saw the numbers that they put in the Olympics. But you can't just keep putting one one foot in the water or in the sand, wherever it is, wherever you want to be, without it, without it working. It's one of those things you can't just half-ass it, just like everything in life. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Like if they said to you, like if they, if, all right. So if they, they're doing this in March, right? Yeah. March 12th. So next weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a, let's say it's a slow weekend. Let's say it's the, the playoffs are over for the Stanley cup. And they say the first week in June, we're getting the U S women and the Canada, the Canadian women, and we're doing a seven game series. And we're going to do like barnstorming style. That would be great. We mentioned this last week on like the takes, like a jamboree or some shit. Yeah, yeah, but well, I hope it works, and I hope I can watch I mean, it. Yeah, dude, it's it's great for hockey. I'd love to see it too, but I'm sick yeah. and tired of this. Everybody just half-assing it. It seems like every year they just, and then they and then everybody complains. Oh, why isn't it being taken seriously? Because you're not fucking doing it seriously. Get yeah. the right people in there to do it. Or get someone at the network involved. Like, in. honestly, it's not that fucking hard, especially with all the ratings and shit that they have and everybody watching it. They can show the numbers. Can, right, right. They can show the numbers. Put the yeah. ball on the table and do it. Boom. Yeah. Um, Sean Avery. You're going to save that? You want to save that? Because that was your hero, right? Yeah, we'll talk about Aves in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where I currently reside here for a couple more weeks. They retired Pekka Rene's jersey, the first prior to get the honor. What I want to talk about, did you see how awkward those handshakes were? With Rene? Oh, it was awful. They, he, they, he like walked down this hallway and everybody on the team like went to dap him up and he went for like a regular handshake. Yeah. It happened 20 times. 
like at no point was he like, okay, let's make a minor adjustment here, or any of the players make a minor adjustment here. It Maybe was, it was a joke. Maybe they were joking around, like an awkward, like an office. No, type thing. like they no. were like, Pekka, this is great. And it was like, it was just, you hate to see it, but it's, I mean, you expect it from hockey players, I guess. Fucking yes. wild. Shout out to him. Hell of a career. Empty net goal. Yeah. Never got the yeah. cup, but hell of a, hell of a goalie. First guy you think of when you think of the Predators, right? Easily. Maybe then the Yossi and Fisher, Mike Fisher, right? Those would be the. For some reason, I think Brian Ellis. I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Or Legwand. Hmm. Throwbacks. There you go. Um, <clears throat> LA Kings. They warm up in the, uh, their Black History Month jersey. They were designed by Prospect to Kill Thomas and his apparel company. Did you see these jerseys? They were sick. Yeah. Yeah. PK did another something similar with the Devils, too. Yeah. It, it was good that they're doing something. We like to see that. And speaking yeah. of Black History Month, uh, Ryan Reeves rematch against PK Subban tomorrow night. Oh, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown are the only NHL players who have uh, played a thousand games, all played with the same team. That's neat. That's neat. That's a neat little stat. Yeah, I like that one. How far behind are Kane and Taves? Taves might be a little bit because he took the year off, but that's only two. Yeah, Duncan Keith's gonna get his thousand games, but he went to Edmonton. Did you see they had like a legacy night for Jarmelson tonight and they had Duncan Keith and Jonathan Taves take the face off and they like kind of acted like they were legitimately going to do it. Also, Jarmelson, one of the most underrated players probably of all time. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. And speaking of underrated, I kind of mentioned the Devils a little bit. Jesper Bratt might be the most underrated player in the entire National Hockey League. Almost a point per game, if not a point per game player. Super. I think he's he's over point a game. Hell, and he can wheel. Like that kid can fucking skate. So he'll be playing in the league for a long time. That's the difference. Like you see like these power forwards and shit that like put up points, but you can tell by like 35, 36, is that going to happen? This guy's going to carve out a career forever. Hmm. So shout out to him. Um, Speaking of the devils. I am. Wow. Uh, <coughs> Booth is loving this whole segment. Yeah. Jack, Jack Hughes appreciation. 20 years old, scored 13 points. In a seven-game point streak while extending his multi-point streak to four games, three goals, seven assists. The only active players that have longer runs at age 20 or younger, Line A and Stamkos, pretty good company. Line A, by the way, is on a heater. Uh, Quinn Hughes, they played the Vancouver Canucks the other night. Quinn says he and Jack had a bet on the game. They want to buy a painting for their house that they bought together. Luz will have to pay for it. Devils ended up spanking the Canucks. Feel that. Did they say, did they say like a price range or what the painting was or anything like that? Brownie, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the art that they buy is just a little bit more expensive than the art that we buy. Understandably, but I'm just <laughs> curious if they said. That's why I'm asking if they said, you know. Picasso, Picasso original. <laughs> Speaking of Picasso, did you know that he only passed away in like the 70s? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was ancient. No, dude. No. Know it. History's a motherfucker. <laughs> History is a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and then Edmonton, Derek Ryan, 35 years old. Became the oldest player in Oilers history to score a hat trick mark that was previously held by Ethan Moreau. Wow, what a name that yeah. is. 56 players score a hat trick this season, which is the most at this point of the season since 93 94. What happened that year? What was that? Was that the Islanders one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. trying to think of anything I could say. <laughs> all right, dump, dump and change. Oh, all right. So, dump and change. Here we go. Have you seen this fucking spider? By the way, if you don't know what dumping changes, this is when we kind of go back to just miscellaneous shit before you get back into hockey. But no, yeah. I'm, I'm not a spider guy. 
Right. That's why I'm mentioning this. So there's this jo- – I don't know if it's pronounced Joro, Yoro, Spider. It's been showing up in Georgia and surrounding states. So, Ked, come into a, a town near you. Uh, they're not poisonous, but every spider does have a level of uh, poison in them. And if you are somehow allergic to this poison, it can kill you is what the I read. This thing is neon yellow and palm size. So you're talking like – yeah, like it could be like – well, you know, I don't know how they're measuring – but it could be like seven to ten inches. Bro, it doesn't even matter if it's like just that's a giant spider. Like yes, that's a giant spider, and uh, they they can tolerate freezing temperatures. So this is going to be in a town near you soon. Um, they do eat stink bugs, so I guess that's a positive. But stink bugs really don't do anything except for annoy my dog. So I don't really see the problem. Are the I'm sure bugs- there's something with farms that stink bugs are horrible. So. I- are stink bugs the ones that when you kill they smell like grass? There's like, I don't know why they're called stink bugs. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't. I Maybe they do stink. I don't know. They're loud. They flutter really loud. And my dog who could would, would run into a pack of coyotes and has chasing them off my in-laws' place is scared to death of stink bugs for some reason. So whatever. I'm not a dragonfly guy. Dragonfly. Hey, drag! I I uh, was in my old dragonflies are super beneficial. They eat thousands of mosquitoes. When I was a kid, I was in my old man's truck, and one flew in and hit me right fucking here, and just settled there. And I've been terrified of these fucking things ever since. And one goes near me, I bug out. They they eat millions of mosquitoes, and you ready for this? There is, I forget the name of it. There is a type of dragonfly that will chase down a fucking hummingbird. Imagine that. He will chase down a hummingbird and hold it. Because hummingbirds have to eat like every five minutes or something or they die. Yeah, because of their metabolism. Um, I'm a big hummingbird guy, by the way. Hummingbird feeder the whole nine. Yeah, same. We have them too. We have, I think we have three or four at the house. But uh, this, the, some of these dragonflies will hold a hummingbird until it dies and then eat it, which is insane. But That's the as fuck, dude. Yeah. Okay, so apparently, to get off of hummingbirds and everything, there may be a Batman multiverse. Michael Keaton, who's my Batman, sent out a uh, picture of his shadow on the ground, like the silhouette of him in the Batman uh, costume the other day. Uh, The rumor is that Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson, because Pattinson's the new Batman, uh, are set to show up in some type of multiverse uh, since the new Batman, the Batman, opened uh, yesterday. The the Batman, the new one, is supposed to be the super violent, very dark and edgy turn that Batman took in the comics. Um, Michael Keaton is already slated to appear as Batman in a new Batgirl movie that's premiering directly on HBO Max. Who's so, Batgirl? Who's, huh? Batgirl? Who's Batgirl? Oh, I knew it, but I don't remember. Okay. But yeah, I mean... So again, talk about representation. Yeah, hey, Batgirl. I think Batgirl was originally um, uh, Barbara Gordon, was Commissioner Gordon's daughter, I think, if I remember correctly. Didn't even know that was a thing. You didn't know who Barbara Gordon was? I didn't know that there was a Batgirl. In the comics or in real life? Both. Well, not real life, you know what I mean. But Yeah, I have it here, but I don't see who's playing Batgirl. Maybe they're keeping it quiet. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. On a quick search, I did not find it. Uh, all right. Uh, Stone. Oh, over to wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
The Rattlesnake himself has been dropping hints about making a return at WrestleMania 38 versus Kevin Owens. I guess they're buddies, and he was instrumental in bringing Kevin Owens to prominence. So as a little bit of a payback, they're going to like him have like a swan song at WrestleMania. Just Pretty sure Kevin it. Owens is Canadian. Oh, there you go. Pretty sure. Uh, more WWE. Johnny Knoxville is at it again. So this guy that he's had this long-running feud, Sami Zayn, was getting uh, some type of red carpet award for winning the Intercontinental Championship. And what happens? The jackass music comes over the loudspeakers, and Knoxville comes running down the ramp. Uh, he led the crowd in a no-balls chant before, because saying that Zayn wouldn't fight him, before getting attacked by Zayn to set the stage for a match at WrestleMania on March 31st. And I almost feel like this should be a business expense for me to get WrestleMania to talk about it on the Morning Skate podcast. That's fair. Uh, and then, lastly, Handsome <laughs> Hank, our favorite morbidly obese bear. But Urso, Ursine? I think it's Ursine is a bear. Our, like a canine's a dog. I think a Ursine's a bear. Um, so Handsome Hank was set up apparently. The black bear. That had been fingered for breaking and entering into 28 homes in California has been cleared due to forensic evidence. Can you imagine, like, your job is to wake up in the morning and clear handsome Hank the Bear? Can you imagine how you have to do that? It's by sampling saliva and shit of a bear. Couldn't be me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Could never uh, be me. Meanwhile, you know, viva handsome Hank. He lives. Viva handsome Hank. There you uh, go. So that was our dump and change. Now we're going to get into a little bit of Rangers talk. What a game last night. Up uh, up on the Blues, the Blues come back, and the Rangers kind of pull away. <clears throat> uh, just a couple other things. They re-signed Johnny Brzezinski to a two-year contract extension. Apparently his leadership and how he plays in the HL is somebody that they would definitely want to be around. It could also be a call-up whenever it happens. Speaking of call-up, Kevin Rooney, he was placed on the IR. Uh, upper body, they called up Tim Gettinger. Uh, was that a concussion? More- He got a stick to the face. I don't know if it had anything to do with that, but um, we'll see what happens. Speaking of stick to face, I I read something earlier today. Carl Hagelin had to have eye surgery, and it's potentially like a a career-ending thing. So hopefully Hags ends up being okay. He was a great Ranger. Wore Reebok, the white pump skates. Oh, let's Oh, remember that. Capo Caco was – there's a picture of him watching the game the other night, and he had a – his left wrist was in a bracing cast, so it looks like that's what the injury was. I guess he's still sidelined for the foreseeable future. Um, Igor Shesterkin's currently tied for second all-time in save percentage in a season of minimum 25 games played. (coughs) I don't know if that means he's good or not. Um, (laughs) Alexi Lafreniere continues to kind of rip it up on the top line there. Uh, he has an average game score in his last nine games. He had an average game score of 0.91. The current leader on New York Rangers across the full seasons of Benajad at the 0.98. That's from Drew Way. Uh, Philip Hedo, I'm going to talk about it for two seconds. He sucks. Launch him to the moon, as with Greg McKegg. And then Sean Avery, <coughs> I uh, did a cameo with, with Aves. This was, I did the cameo before I saw that he was released from his ECHL team, but essentially he came, he went on to say about Barnaby and LaRock that, uh, they need to lose a lot of weight. They're obese before anything like that could happen. But it was nice stirring the pot. Barnaby commented on our Instagram and said, I, I played it 195. I don't know what he's talking about. And then George LaRock said something in French, but I don't know how to speak French, but I'm sure it had something to do with that. He's favored in some tweets. So nice seeing that. <clears throat> Recently. Why do Darren- you think Avery, why do you think he, he changed his mind? He said it was because of his kid. It could be that, but it also, I mean, he's he's older, dude. He's forty-one. Like, do you think he got out there and was like, "Holy shit, these guys are fast"? 
or he got out there and he was like, what's the point of this? Yeah. Or do you think he's using it to stir up, just keep his name out there? He's working some other angle. It could be all the above. Yeah. I mean, listen, Um, I didn't like him so much when he played, but his antics got to me, especially when he was on Dallas with the Bruins. But hey, respect him, you know, for his for what he does. He's a lightning rod for sure. The best agitator, I think, him and Claude. Um, and then the Rangers have been linked to JT Miller, obviously, but uh, Ricardo Kell and Ben Chirot. Looks like they're going to be making moves. We'll see, depending on how much they give up, but I don't hate any of those things. As long as Braden Schneider stays in the lineup with Ben Chirot and they take Nemeth out, I'm good with that. But Yeah, but you said one, last week it's going to be the other way. So. I hope not. Schneider's been lights out since he's been up with the club, so we will see what happens. All right. Yeah, but does, does Nemeth have a, a two-way contract? No. No, he signed he a He can't go down. Contract. No, I can't. So, so we'll see what happens there. Um, he did score his first goal of the season the other, uh, last night. Goalie was out of the net. It was kind of a muffin on net, but pretty funny and cool to see. Doesn't matter uh, how to tell anybody. That's what I'm saying. Strom, I, the power play is clicking still. Kreider with another goal. Um, we'll see. They definitely they need a little bit of help five on five scoring. So, Ricard Raquel is definitely interesting. JT Miller would be sick. We'll we'll see what happens. But what, what do we got on our Bruins? Well, JT Miller would be sick for the Bruins also. So let's just put that out there. Uh, the Bruins are currently in Vegas, up one nothing with 14 minutes left in the second. Uh, they are 5-1 uh, in their last uh, six games with the loss in the back-to-back, the scheduled loss, like the NHL likes to call it, versus Anaheim, which was actually 4-3. and three. And since me and my buddy Keith went to the uh, game and spent three hours yelling at DeBrusque about how bad he is, he's been lighting it up. So you're welcome. Um, all the talk in like Bruins groups, Twitter and everything is like, oh, now he wants to stay. Not so much. Jake DeBrusque has doubled down about wanting to leave. And the Bruins have actually given his agent uh, permission to talk directly to other teams about signing him to an extension to kind of grease the wheels to get him the fuck out. And my offer still stands. I will drive Jake DeBrusque anywhere in continental United States and most of Canada to get rid of him. As long as I get to drive back with somebody cool, I'll be very happy about that. Um, where are we? Oh, and of course, DeBrus stuck it right up my ass when he got his first uh, career hat trick uh, in the 7 nothing win versus the Kings. In that same game, this is one of those things that me and Ked have talked about many times on the podcast about these numbers that only happen in sports. Eric Hall had his career goal, his 100th career goal, and on that goal, Charlie Coyle and Craig Smith both both got the assists. And for them, it was both of their 200th career assists. Just a cool stat, right? You're muted, buddy. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with, with a shutout over the Kings Monday night, Jeremy Swayman uh, is fourth in the NHL in save percentage and tied for first. In goals against, he was awarded the NHL Rookie of the Month for February because in February he went five one and one with a where are we? I lost one thirteen so one thirteen goals against and a save percentage of nine sixty. With both led the NHL with uh, the uh, with two shutouts. Uh, so the, yeah, the Bruins looking good. They've been linked to JT Miller. They've been linked to um, uh, oh. It was uh, someone the other day. It was I was very uh, can't, I'm blanking. But anyways, <laughs> JT Miller, JT Miller is the big the big fish for them. 
But there still is the possibility of Krejci coming back. And if Krejci comes back, that fills the second line center. And then they can package up something for a top four defenseman because that's another thing they need. They need someone on the back end with a little more jam. Uh, So I want to talk about the Huskies, who are currently, believe it or not, how good the Bruins are playing. The Huskies are the best hockey team in town, the Northeastern women's team. So the Huskies are playing for the Hockey East Championship Saturday night. This will be their fifth consecutive Hockey East Championship if they get the dub. I want to just explain this. So during COVID, the NCAA allowed all these players, every NCAA player was allowed to add a year on of their eligibility. So the seniors become grad students and they can still play. The juniors become seniors, but they still have another year after this one still to go. So all the seniors are coming back next year as grad students because they have that. Yeah, it's crazy. So this group of, of women are grad students who are playing in their fifth consecutive Hockey East Champions Saturday night. These players have never lost a Hockey East playoff game in their college careers. Knock on wood, man. You're putting a lot of pressure no, on them. they know. Listen, they all know. They're talking about it everywhere. So I just want to give them all a shout-out. This is the graduate students, Captain Brooke Hobson, Alternate Captain Andrea Hawkeye Renner. And listen, Andrea, if you ever hear this, I've asked you on Twitter for permission to call you Hawkeye because I think it's a sick nickname. And I'm going to take you not saying no as I can continue <laughs> to call you Hawkeye. Uh, alternate goalie, uh, alternate captain uh, goalie Aaron Frankel, who is actually going to be, has agreed to come on the morning skate this weekend. I'm going to do an interview with her. Uh, Laura McKinnis, daughter of Al McKinnis, who she also has a bomb from the point. Katie Sipra, Skylar Fontaine, whose younger brother, Gunner Wolf, what a name, right? So Skylar Fontaine's younger brother plays on the men's hockey team for Northeastern, which is kind of cool. And Tessa Ward, who I call in my blogs the little wardo of hate because she plays like a honey badger out there. Uh, so these, these, these women have a chance to never lose a uh, hockey East playoff game in their careers which is an insane thing. Yeah. Good for them. And I, I hope they do it. That'd be sick. Yeah, same here. They're playing UConn Saturday night. Uh, Huskies versus the lesser Huskies, I called it. And uh, 7 p.m. puck drop, and I will be in attendance. So I'm very looking forward to that. Very much. Definitely, definitely take some pictures and some videos and shit. That'd be yeah, fun. we'll do. It won't be – they don't serve beer, so they won't be like my Bruins ones where I'm like, whoa, 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 just yelling into the camera. Just bring it anyway, right? And I'll bring with my daughter. I'll be with my daughter, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I was talking Rangers and Bruins beer league. I don't have a lot because I'm currently retired. We did get an email from Live Barn, so hopefully that ends up kind of yeah. going through. That could be yeah, cool. I emailed them like back. Really, yeah. really cool. So, yeah, that'd be a great sponsor for the beer league segment. Uh, we had a beer league game. We won three to nothing, and I think I was a plus two if I remember correctly. Okay. I was back on defense. Oh, so <laughs> we had a game the other night, and I got home from work late. I was gassed. I was with my daughter. I don't know what we were doing. I think I had something to eat. I fell asleep on the couch. It was a 10 o'clock start, which is about 35 minutes from the house, the rink. So I got to leave by like 920, right? I fall asleep on the couch. I wake up at 930. Okay. Panic. Fuck. Fuck. I get that flop squirt. Like, oh no. And uh, I saw on the, on the emails that we weren't going to have the normal depth. And I'm like, I can't bag out. I got to, I got to go. I run downstairs, throw my shit in the bag, grab my stuff, text the one of the guys on my way out the door. I'm like, I'm coming. I'm going to be late. I walk in. Everybody's on the ice. Warm-ups are done. Lining up for the face-off. 
I missed, I think, the first like eight or ten minutes of the uh, of the game. My first shift, I'm like skating, and my foot's like this, and I'm like, "What the hell? Like the ice is horrible." I get to the bench, my shoelace is undone. Like I didn't. Oh, it's uh, but yeah, no, it was all right. Like I said, I was a plus two, a decent enough game. Yeah, so yeah, they got it, got it done. Sometimes it's nice getting in there without a warm up. Doesn't really give you a lot of time to fucking figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to get it in your head or anything. Yeah, yeah, you're just kind of thrown into it. But yeah, I'm hoping I can get back into the beer league ground up. I just got to start playing again. So, are you? Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm- what was that? <laughs> are you just gonna jump? Do you have a team lined up for when you get back? No, I don't know if I'm gonna be playing a league more, more of like pickup. But I definitely, I want to get in some tournaments this summer. That's something I've definitely been thinking about doing. So, we we played in the hockey fights MS tournament. I don't know. Maybe we can do like morning skate tournament or some shit. Oh, like make it go just jump into like a neutral site and we all fly in and play and just put us in the lowest level and you can carry us. Go. I'm in. That's what (laughs) what I do anyway. So, uh, all right, Dominic Morris, Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, every week we do our hero and our zero. Dominic Moore, uh, we're going to take it away here. So my hero uh, this week, this tweet from Ben Steiner. Dude, I read this. I read this, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, I get it. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Matt Mike Babcock just coached his team to an early first round exit, losing to a lower seed. His Saskatchewan Huskies lost game three to the best of three. They blew a lead with 13 minutes to go in the third. Some things don't change. Truly, leaves forever. Yeah, one of the best hockey That's tweets. One of those. Chef's yeah, kiss. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to that guy's brain. And then uh, it's kind of a hero. Kind of no, it's definitely a zero. Uh, Brendan Perlini, he ended up getting weighed by the Oilers and his mom went on Twitter and said, pretty darn bad when the players had to find out from his mom off Twitter. Don't you think? I just, I, I would hate if my mom was tweeting at my hockey team saying stuff like that. Like that's like uh Kurt Warner's wife tweeting at the, uh, it was at Arizona. She was yelling at the end of his career, right? It's like ma. Thanks come mom. Come on ma. So that was my hero in zero. What do you got? So I'm gonna do my zero first. My zero, I think we talked about this offline when the guy tried to climb into the tiger zoo, tiger cage at the zoo. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember talking about right. this. So building upon our Rocky talk of last year, of last week, we talked about the Rocky movies. This chucklehead, Matthew Abraham, 34, of Worcester, which is, you know, what a little central mass, he broke into the tiger area at the Franklin Park Zoo before the zoo was open. The student scaled multiple fences to get closer to the tiger as he is, quote, invested in tigers he also talked about the eye of the tiger which shout out to rocky three and he wanted to get close enough to witness this phenomenon he said that the quote soul of the animal is visible through the eyes and didn't want to hurt the tiger just get close enough to experience the eye of the tiger he apparently passed a psych test so i don't know who administered this but he passed the test and was charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct I am under the opinion that if you try to climb into a cage with an animal that can kill you, the guard should be like the dealers in blackjack and just go, go ahead, buddy. And what happens, happens. Yeah. If you're passing fuck that psych guy. test, I think I think we need stronger psych tests. Yeah, right. And fuck this guy uh, because Bruins are up to nothing. Uh, fuck this guy because what if the tiger killed him and it probably would have got put down doing nothing wrong. 
just living its life, miserable in a zoo, waiting to kill somebody. Yeah, it just, right? needs, just wants that shot at the title. Yeah, yeah, it just it just needs the opportunity. So, oh, the coil line, coil line with the second goal tonight. I'm telling you right now, this third line of Coil, Smith, and Frederick, beautiful. So, anyways, that's my zero. My hero of the week are the people of Ukraine. If half of the stories that we see coming out of the Ukraine are true, this is these people are beauties. Yeah. There's been the Miss Ukraine has gone home to take up arms to fight the Russians. Um, the Klitschko's, the Klitschko's, yep, the Klitschko's, the heavyweight champs have who one of them's a mayor, yeah, of yeah. like the major city. So they, they've taken up arms. Do you see the video with the guy with the butt hanging out of his mouth carrying the landmine? Yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking nails. And then, uh, the the people that they're telling them like if you find a Russian tank, there's like TikTok videos on how to get them oh, running. Yeah. And if you find they're saying the they're saying if you find a tank, you can take it and it won't count on your taxes. It's called the spoils of war. And there's these farmers that are towing them out of there with like tractors and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> Insane. Do they get favorite, to them? Yeah, that's what they said. That's what the Ukrainian government said. Wow. Yeah. So uh, my my favorite one. I mean, it's. I mean, this is all like we're making light heart of it, right? Because it's horrible. We all are aware of that. But one of the ways of dealing with these horrors is to look for the lighter side. So right. don't think that we're glossing over it, or I'm not glossing over it. Uh, but this one was such a savage. The little old lady who was walking up to Russian sh- soldiers who were coming into the town and handing them sunflower seeds yeah. and saying, if you don't turn around, please put these in your breast pocket because when you die, the sunflowers will grow from the earth that you're buried in here in the Ukraine. I'd be like, see ya. Yeah. So shout out to all these people in the Ukraine. I'm I hope you stay safe. about that lady. Yeah. She's I like, hope- what a line. I hope they all stay safe. I hope that this is this is resolved peacefully and quickly. It doesn't. It looks like it's going. It looks like it's going the other way. And unfortunately, this whole thing is because I think Putin has a small ween. But you know, it is he, what dri- it is. he drives a jacked up truck with truck nuts hanging off. Have you head. seen any of the stuff about his house and stuff? No, dude, he's got like a two hundred thousand square foot home. Was it all? And it's yeah, he's an oligarch, and his property is bigger than the island of Manhattan. It's like come yeah, and so it's a communist state, right, where everybody's equal. Fuck off. That's wild. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. there you go. Heroes and zeros. Uh, now we are going to get in our last segment: three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers' hometown hockey. All right, three stars of the week. We have two three stars this week. We're going to be doing our top three sellies. One of the reasons why is Jeff Malot walked off the ice after scoring the shootout winner against the Wolves. He literally scored. They opened the door. I got off the ice. I thought that was so funny. I was up in Saskatchewan, right? Wasn't it like a – it was like it was, a – It was Winnipeg's – I think it's a Manitoba Moose. Oh, you're right, Manitoba Moose. Yep, yep. Um, but So we'll do those first. Uh, sure. My third, the bow Wait, and arrow. let me ask you this. I, 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 I was unclear on the homework. Is this an individual who did something or something that you your favorite, do? your your favorite that you would do? Oh my god. All right. All right. So my third star is the bow and arrow. And normally you pull out the bow and arrow if you have like a snipe or anything along those lines. I'm a big bow and arrow on just a fucking grimy goal. 
because because <laughs> you're just you're such an asshole. Like wrap around bow and arrow, something along those lines. It, it keeps it light on the bench. People think you're a fucking idiot. It pisses people off. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, that would be my third star. All right, so I don't score a lot of goals. One, two. I'm a firm believer in the Barry Sanders. <laughs> act like you've been there before. Okay. Right. Yep. So I had this wrong. I thought it was the best sellies from NHLers. Well, do that. If, if so I have, I have both. I have both. Cause I, I did them when we first started talking. So I'm going to do them together. Okay. So my number three star for the NHL was Jack Hughes stick toss. Uh, I'm not a big Jack Hughes guy, but I fucking love that. It's like, it's it, like the bath flip. It's so, yeah, it's so disrespectful to the code of the game, which who yeah. gives a fuck? And it made some fucking kids' night, right? Yeah. That he tossed a sick to. Uh, my personal, like, if I was going to do something, which I probably wouldn't, I don't know if I ever would, I, I'd probably do, I'd probably do my number two star, but my number three star is the the drag sweep of the hand on the ice. With Danny Breer? Yeah, yeah, that big sweep. I, yeah. I just like that. Yeah. That's actually my number two. I think oh, if, you, if you pull that off, you just look like the fucking man. Danny Breer yeah. had the best ice sweeps of anybody that I've ever seen play the game of hockey. So number two yeah. star. All right. Uh, my number two star for the NHL players was the Yager salute. Okay. Because the Yager salute could be done seriously, but it could be so fucking fuck you. Like the Mike you know, Rupp. Yeah, yeah. But no, but like Yager could go by the bench and be like, you know what I mean? And it could yeah. be just the yeah. So it could be a total trip. My my number two thing that I would ever do would be years ago for the Bruins, there was a player named Randy Burridge, and they all called him Stump because he was a stocky, smaller stature guy back when everybody was big, you know. And he did the stump pump. He was the guy who got down on one knee and he would do the stump <laughs> pump. I that would be my number two. I would never fucking do it. I, I, I can't imagine myself ever doing it, but that'd be my number two. It sounds like a one need Renee Rancor. Yeah, kind of. Well, I I'm I'd be willing to wager Renee Rancor got it from Burridge. That's, I wonder if he did. Probably because Burridge is in the early really cool. 80s. Yeah. Um yeah. <clears throat> my number one star, the heartbreaker, the patty cane. Go down to one knee, you make a heart, yeah. and you punch right through it. Yeah. Drives the girls wild. Bring your ponchos. <laughs> Uh, my number one star is the uh, the PK bow and arrow in the NHL, but mm-hmm. with a PK bow and arrow when he was in Montreal, yeah, and he was filthy and unstoppable, and he would slide on one knee for about fifteen feet and then pull it yeah. way back and let it go. Yeah, yeah. back that when was he was scumming it up. Yeah, and then right. for me, my uh, my number one would be the glass jump. Yeah, into the into the glass. I, that's the only celly I ever remember doing when I first started playing beer league. Uh, we had a bunch of people that used to come to our games. Like they went up to Toronto with us fans. Like there was like 10 or 15 people that would come to our games. They're all like brothers and friends of guys that played on the team. And I remember they used to get our other jerseys and wear them in the stands. It was a riot. And I remember I did a jump up in the glass. And I messed up my shoulder for like a week. <laughs> as long as I, uh, it works. It's funny that you said like one of the only like real sellies I ever remembered high school. I didn't score a lot. I got a pass from Hal. Went in backhand shelf and then just skated right into the glass. Jumped up into it, looked up. And my dad was standing right there. I was like, "Oh, oh that's, that's the best. That's, that's kind of fucking cool." I'll always remember that, that one. 
Actually, talk about like uh, goals that you remember. Did you see the email I sent the live barn people? I go, I may or may not have a live <laughs> barn clip stashed away. I went, uh, what did I do? I came forehand, backhand, up top on the goalie and just kind of walked by their bench staring at them all. It was all the fucking live barns. Hilarious. Dude, I, I went to this one game. One of my buddies played in a midget uh, team, and I went to one of his games, and somebody on his team scored a goal. Had to skate by the opposing bench to get to his bench. Gets the opposing bench, goes down on one knee, and flips off the entire fucking. <laughs> That's ball. awesome. I was That's like, awesome. I'll never forget that one, and it was just a just a wild, wild. That's day. great though. That's great. Um. All right, and then our other three stars. Uh, you you want to explain this one? So this one I heard on a different podcast. They were talking about football players, and they said if you could have one football player play all the positions, so eleven is it eleven guys, right? Yeah, eleven guys on the field. Who would you pick to be? So the consensus for them was Aaron Donald. I think it was part of my take, and it was Aaron Donald as all eleven guys. And how are you going to beat that team? So I said to Ken, I'm like, we should do that for hockey. So it's a complete rip off. Thank you very much. I love that. My so third your star. top three current player to play, <laughs> you would have. Like, if you were going to pick Wayne Gretzky, you would have three Wayne Gretzkys up front, two Wayne Gretzkys on D, and a Wayne Gretzky in net. Who would be your top three? That's fair. Uh, before I get into it, it's current. But if it wasn't current, we talked about it before. Dustin Bufflin would easily be my number one pick. Yeah, agreed. Pick. I was on the same page with you there. Uh, my number three star, Tom Wilson. Uh, bigger body so we can stop a puck. And you're just going to murder every team that you play every single night. But then you, you can, can make that you're going to be five on three the whole fucking game. I think he kills penalties, too. But you can put him in front of the net. He can oh, shoot. He could, yeah. It's going to be hard getting the puck from him and taking the puck from him. Yeah. So Wilson be my he would be my honorable mention. But my number three, the factor Ryan O'Reilly. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Competitive out the ass. Competitive. He could do everything. You've seen his training videos. The guy's just another level. That's a good one. If he didn't yeah. fall out of the love with the game of hockey when he was in Buffalo, it'd be a, he'd be a good. Buffalo is tough to love hockey in Buffalo. My uh, my number two pick. A guy who went to a team and didn't bitch about them being bad and just kind of sucked it up and became really, really good. Mo Sider, young kid, big body. Uh, got some swagger to him, got some grit, got some jam. Again, you always want kind of a bigger guy in net. Uh, he's got a cannon of a shot, and he just has that, like, fuck you swagger to him that, I don't know, I think that'd be good. Good number two pick. So my number two pick, you described him. He's got swagger. He's got offensive skill. He's a bigger body, and he really doesn't give a fuck. Uh, Drew Doughty. Yeah. Drew Dowdy's my number two pick. I just fucking love the way he plays. Competes too. You have high yeah. compete level on your picks. I respect yeah. that. <clears throat> um, my number one, Victor Hedman. Huge body, can score, can play all situations. And Sweden, I don't know if you guys know this, pretty good with goalies. So Yeah, uh, well, I didn't even think of that. So Yeah, Victor Hedman's Hedman. a good pick. When you told me that ahead of time, I was annoyed because I just don't like them. Um and he wasn't going to sway my top three, but I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I got to give it to him. My number one pick, I mean, this is going to come as no surprise. Uh, is he going to be Patrice Bergeron? Bergeron. I mean, Bergeron, he made a save the other night that was filthy. He was in the net behind the goalie. He kills penalty. He kills penalty. Selkie Award winner. I think that at some point they're just going to call the Patrice Bergeron Award. And he broke 20 goals how many times in his year? I mean, just the guy does everything. He literally is the perfect human. Like Chuck Dude, Norris is afraid of Patrice Bergeron. You know what's wild is you have all like these awards named after people like back in the day, but like, and they'll never rename them. But it is the Patrice Bergeron Award. Like, that's crazy. Well, they, they, yeah. You know what I would like? I, I know we're going. This is not what we're, what we're talking about. 
But I wish they would separate the Norris and yeah. make like a Norris trophy and make a Bobby Moore trophy. Because yeah. to me, the Norris trophy is not because it always is the guy who's winning and leads the league in points. And I don't or not always, yeah. but most of the time. And I don't think that's the Norris. Yeah. And I don't mean to I, I'm not taking away from Bobby Orr. Like I, I think he had he was a good defenseman too. I don't want to take away, but he revolutionized the puck moving defenseman and revolutionized the sport with that with his play. So that would be a good name to make an offensive defenseman award. Yeah, and no, I, I I like that a lot. You I, mean you I have mean, a defensive we, forward, like, so why not an offensive defenseman? I feel like we talk about that a lot whenever it is in Norris. It makes sense, right? You have the guys with the post, but then you have guys like Eric England who just fucking you yeah. know back when he played, just like a good defensive defense, like Brian Dumlin, like somebody like yeah. that. Like give, give those guys you know credit yeah. where credit's due. Dennis Seidenberg when he used to play, yeah. you yeah. know. Uh, but, and then I forgot to I forgot to mention I had three things for you. Uh, regarding the, because I was also confused if we were thinking of I, I missed this it was on the back of the page, I thought we were the other thing I was like I don't know do we mean top three individual celebrations, okay, right so for those, uh, my number three is the Theo Flurry through Edmonton when he ran and slid on his knees because just the emotion of that right he's been he's been on the pod whatever yeah no I know uh, my number two is. Crosby, no matter how big the goal, he does the same thing. It's hands up, looking for his line, whoever passed him. Bergeron does something similar. Bergeron will do the point at whoever passed him, and then he does a little pump like that. So those are my, those are my, those are two. And then my number one, the Bobby Orr, the flying, you know. Yeah, that's just. You realize I did this whole little tangent just to bring up the Bobby Orr. So there you go. Shocking, really. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but everybody who tuned in, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm yeah. going to try to figure out how to get this on Spotify if I can somehow. But Did we get any comments? Did anybody chirp us or anything? Uh, a couple of my buddies, but nothing to kind of pull up. Okay. Um, oh, oh, I almost forgot. Almost forgot. So one of the kids I used to coach, he asked me if I was going to talk about the right uh, brusque. And I said, I will. He goes, I want a shout out. So, hey, Bryce, Krogs. I'll shout out to two of you kids I used to coach. Krogs doesn't know fucking hockey except that he knows it's played on ice. Right. Uh, he was the head fake champ in lacrosse. He looked like one of those bobbin dogs. And uh, I need I need to meme you doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Bryce was a uh he I think he might have been third pairing defenseman on his high school hockey team, and they out of uh well, you said third they, pair. Yeah, third pairing defense for the hockey team, and out of I think out of like feeling bad for them, they voted him captain. I'm just kidding. He was a really good player, but I love, uh, I like, I love a third pairing defenseman, dude. No, he was top pair. I just like chirping him. Oh, uh, but yeah, anymore. He's too good. But I told them, uh, I told them I give him a shout out when I when I bashed the brush because they both wanted me to. So there you go. <coughs> sorry, sorry. All right, guys. Okay. Well, that's what we have for you this week. We appreciate you tuning in. Maybe we'll start doing more of these. Thought could. Pretty fun. Maybe we can yeah. do a little bit better job promoting it, but I think the more times we do this, the more people are going to watch and listen in. So yeah. we appreciate that. You could do it around uh, events or whatever, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. But Brownie, what do you what do you got? You got one. Uh, no, keep an eye out for uh, Aaron Frankel interview, which will drop at some point next week. Uh, Hockey's championship Saturday night, and then they go on to the NCAA playoffs. NCAA playoffs. As always, we always end the same way. I'd like to give a big 
great big God bless you to that glorious bastard who's somewhere in British. I, he probably's out in Western Canada. He's out in Western Canada just making the ground tremor with every step he takes because he's such a god among men. Jerome McGinley, God bless you. God bless you wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will talk to you guys next week.